Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back to the quarter. It's been a couple of weeks. Thanks to one of us going on vacation, that would be me. I went on vacation and we were going to attempt to record a podcast from a party and that fell through and so put it all together and we haven't recorded a podcast since like August or something like that. But we're back now and so it, it's just good to be back together with everybody. Uh, Brandon's here. Yoda's B. And by here, of course, I mean in Dallas. Um, Stu is on the line as well. I'm redneck crazy, guys. <laughs> Stu is redneck crazy. How much of that song can you sing for us, Stu? Gonna drive like hell through your neighborhood. Park the Silverado on your front lawn. Crank up a little hang, sit on the hood and drink. I'm about to get my pissed off on. Is that a commercial or a real song? That's, that's at least three laws that he breaks in the first verse. Yeah. And he should, he should be in jail. Just a good old boy, man. Good old he's, boy's allowed to do what they want, breaking your rules he's, and shit. He's, he's not meaning no harm. He's just driving through a neighborhood, endangering people's lives. I gotta say, he's definitely meaning harm. Yeah, he means a bunch of harm. That's just the whole thing. I mean, you can't do those things. They're illegal. He should be in jail. <laughs> so he's not redneck crazy. He's a criminal. Yeah. Oh, man, crazy. just relax. Let me get my drink on. And I, I, I heard from an internet source that the music video for the song has the Duck Dynasty guys because they're just not getting enough exposure anyway. So they're, uh, <laughs> the, they're TPing the girls. Of yeah, course. They, they TP the girls' house says they're, yeah, that's, that's their role. Oh, okay. There's Clarence, by the way. Clarence hey, hey what's up, fuckers? <laughs> that, that little greeting right there started so happy and sort of friendly and then it just degenerated into the swear word. That went yeah. well. I couldn't be happier with how that went. So anyway, um, um, we first switched. question for you is: Country music now the worst any genre has ever been in the history of music? Um, no, 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 because 80, 80s pop music was worse. Eighties pop music, disco was popular in the seventies. Yeah, but there's some redeeming songs out of there, and they were like different sounding, weren't they? Like different synthesizers yeah. from the eighties. This is just yeah. the same shit over and over and over, and it's pandering uh, and probably racist. That's been somewhat true of country music all along, though. Probably racist. 
there's some stuff in there that's all right. You just kind of pan for it and, and dig through it. There's some stuff that's all right. In like on the radio, I'm thinking just like radio yeah, music. On the radio, yeah, it's let's say it's one out of twenty songs or something, but there's a few okay. that are that are all right. I think, but yes, it's, I think Brandon, well, you're making yeah. a big mistake if you're trying to parse country music for any deeper meaning or musical value, because I don't think that's the point of country music. I don't think they're trying to push boundaries and you know try to make yeah. a point, some sort of satirical point where they take the man down through their music. Oh, God, no. I don't really care no. about music that much. I just want it to not be... Like, there's there's bad, and there's forgettable, and there's, like, just straight-up offensive, pandering bullshit. That's This is the worst, man. It's, I think. It's, it's, very, it's very bad, but I think the 80s pop music was just... Oh, God. I just... Eh, it was well, bad. I, Brandon, I don't know. It's, it's all pandering to kids that are... to people that are... 11 to 20 years old, and whether it's country music that's pandering to those to kids that are that age, or I mean, I've heard Drake, I've heard Rihanna. If you don't think that's any better than Puddle, fucking, I don't know what you're listening to, but that's not any better than, you know, than country western music on the radio. It's, it's not any deeper. It's, I would, uh, I would just think quite a hopeless place if you think that's. You know, bridge over troubled waters, or fucking anything, you're losing me. Yeah, I guess I would equate country radio music to like that electronic dance music. Like every song is the same shit over and over and over again. But, like okay, regular yeah, pop music's fine. I do hear your point, but I do want to make the point that there's there are a few nuggets of gold within a lot of that sludge that you're hearing. Clarence got pants. Can you recommend one of these nuggets of gold for us? Oh, I can't, John. Oh, okay. I, uh, I didn't think about it. It sounded like that was um, ramping up into a recommendation of some kind. No, there's there's songs even from extremely popular guys that that I still enjoy. But uh, again, it's 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 here and there. It's not, I don't want to say few and far between, but it's it's hit and miss. All right, fair enough. Thanks for taking my call. <laughs> this, <laughs> this has been the Country Music Podcast. Um, tune in next week. We tried. I, I can't remember what I wanted to talk about first. I think what I wanted to start out by talking about before everybody actually falls asleep, because it's basically just me and Clarence talking about this, is the Wild, who are, oh, who are desperately bad so far. Can't score Does a goal. Does he lead with this? Yes, I'm going to lead with this. Jesus. Well, we can talk about All Chase right. Buttinger's meniscus later. Well, I think we want to talk about Vikings, but let's do the Wild first. And I want to do the Vikings. Wild quick because it's what I'm the most angry about. Oh, okay, yeah. Rile yourself sure. up, fellas. Go for it. Um, I <laughs> Clarence had a rant on Twitter that I'd like if he could reproduce here, but basically boiled down to let's take Danny Healy out behind the barn and cut the tendons behind his knees so he can't run away and leave him there to die and get our guy Jason Zucker back up here. Because Zucker played one game, and he was unimpressive, so they sent him back down, even though he's by far, he's he's not the mo- the least impressive player on the Wild yet this year. That's uh, currently about a 15-way competition, but they can't send those guys down, so they punish Zucker, like a scapegoat for the whole team. I think at one point on the podcast, Clarence and I 
sort of went through and we thought, oh, the Wild will make the playoffs. Um, we think they might be the second seed in the Central. I think we both forgot about St. Louis, so it would have been yes. more, more correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but you didn't seem that down on him to start the no, season because it does seem not only disappointing playoffs. but a little bit surprising as well, right? Yeah, we thought you I know was, I, I was down on them, but this was before they sent Zucker to Iowa, which is fine. Okay, the problem with with it, as far as Iowa's concerned, was the way I kind of hate saying this, but was the way it kind of all went down that they sent down and. Everybody from Fletcher to Yoda, Russo was telling everybody to calm down. Everybody just calm down. Just relax, you fans. We know what you're talking about. Just relax about the move. One, Russo, you rely on an engaged fan base for your job. I, you know, I like him. He's the best beat writer in town. I like him. But quit being a goofball and telling everybody to relax. He did it again today. You need yeah. people to be passionate about the sport for your job. Otherwise, you're covering the links. Yeah. You're going to have five yeah. people that, that care, even when they're doing awesome. It's it's unfortunate they're a good team, but who is going to be passionate about the links? That, you no. want people to calm down? Be, cover the links. Nobody gets too worked up about the links. Go cover them. So if that's what you want, is for everybody like, to calm down. Two, it, Zucker... You know, he has what I, what I was hoping while we're trying to, to gain, which is some youth and some speed. And so they sent him down. Okay, that's fine. And everything. You know what? He'll be right back up. Well, circumstances that brought him right back up were not ideal. It's because Coyle got hurt, and I love Coyle. Yeah. Um. So here we are, three games into the se- an 82-game season. They Wait a minute. We're only three won. games into the season? Did you say yeah. three? Yeah, three. I know. Oh, I know. Jesus, guys. I know. <laughs> hey, Philadelphia already fired their coach at this point. I thought, I thought we were like coach, 15 games into it. You know a coach has already been fired, right? Yeah. In the NHL. Three games into the season. Philly. I mean, by pointing out that other people are taking it worse, it's not make you sound like you're not taking it bad. It does count. In a league where everybody's going to play that. out. <laughs> yeah. I am taking it very poorly, Brandon. Me too. Probably unreasonably so. I don't give a shit have to be reasonable. I I'm not a GM. I'm hey, they don't. They didn't earn. They didn't earn any of this patience from us. They're yeah. not a great organization. That actually that is, is exactly very where true. I was going. They have not yeah. built up any equity. This this GM that is exactly where I was going. This GM has not has not built up any equity to gain any patience from. They he's been here since his fifth year. The first three he did make the playoffs, and last mm-hmm. season they barely made the playoffs. Eight seed, and it came down to the last. Davis, he basically where they had to back in the playoffs. This is four chances he's had it, and he barely made it once in a league that they that everybody makes the playoffs. So yeah, you haven't earned it. Don't tell me to calm down about the moves and just trust <laughs> me when you've done shit. In trust me, years. I'm not great yeah. at my job. That's, that's the exact point. So here we are. They played Zucker one game. He was up for one game in 13 minutes. Yeah. He played. So now in a quarter of a game. And they sent him right back down. Like, well, you know, yeah, we didn't win again. We got to, you know, the ship. Let's send down the guy that's played 13 minutes out of our entire season. So they're and, overreacting even more than we are right now. And that's, that's not easy. The point is, Zucker's the only guy they can send down because it's like baseball. He's, he's going to go through waivers. 
Yeah. Oh, options. You know, yeah, that, he's got yeah, options. It's, left it's or similar to baseball, where he's where it's like he's got options, so they can they can send him down. The guys that are playing, in my opinion, they can't they can't send him down or they lose. So I get the moves they're making. It just my rant game was upset. It makes me. I get the moves. They just make me sad. I like Zucker. I don't like Heatley. I don't like Koivu. I don't like the way Brodziak's playing. Scandella, like I said today, fire that guy in outer space the next yeah. chance you get. Have him go work on a space station. Just tell him it's like, you know, they're playing a game in Europe like they did last year. <laughs> and, but, you know, put him on a shuttle or something and fucking fire him up there. We're in Finland uh, this week, Marco, so you fly over there, we'll all meet <laughs> you there. You're not on the charter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, has been mediocre at best. At best. And now he's hurt. Uh, they've got all these guys that have done way more to deserve getting shit-canned. And, uh, no, they'll play 18, 20 minutes a game. It just makes me sad and grumpy. And I want to put on some George Michael and open a bottle of Pinot Grigio and you know, think Have your way with yourself. Just relax. I can't because I'm sad. Not <laughs> the rant, Mark Dollar. I kind of boil it down. Yep, that's what I was hoping for. Everything that's, I miss it. That's pretty much the summation of everything I'm feeling <laughs> I'm out right of breath. now. It's it's a sad, the sad state of affairs, and I wanted to get that out of the way early while we still have. One thing that made that less sad is that Clarence's. Uh, Audio is cutting out to a point where it sounds like he's on auto tune right now. <laughs> so it's really great. It makes me sad. I want to drink wine. His name put it on the Twitter that he sounded like Daft Punk. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We're up all night. Yeah, so that, that cut into the sadness. It really did. It made me happy. All right. I actually feel better. We, we got that out of the way. I'm feeling better. So, all right, we can continue with the podcast and get on to Josh Freeman and the Vikings and that whole situation, which I, I would like to say it's all funny, but it's not really that funny. Number one, I think the Vikings are doubling down on this year, which is somewhat understandable because they still have Adrian Peterson. But it sort of throws the old hashtag tank for Teddy into, cha- in, into chaos at this point because I think Nobody's interested in that right now. They're doubling down on their 4% chance or whatever Rand said that they have of making the playoffs, which seems silly to me. Cause we know. Well, the re- the re- okay, the rest of the NFC is terrible. You know that, true. right? Yeah. So, I but mean, one of those terrible teams the is the Vikings. I know, but it's not that out of the realm of possibility that somebody like who's 9 and 7 or 8 and 8 is going to get in. Which is great, but the Vikings are not going to win a playoff game. I'm just saying. I under I think that you though are in the minority of realistic fans. I, I don't am? think that I don't think the vast majority of fans, like the people that the rubes, they don't actually think this season's over and whatever else. I guarantee there's a lot of people who are like, all right, all right, let's go for this. And it is early in the season. I mean, I think they're crazy, but I get it. I don't. They're four games in. They should fire everybody, just like in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That actually makes uh, sense. Twenty five percent. You guys are like two yeah. percent into the season. <laughs> actually, that would NHL have been. NHL patience is not the same. Yeah, it's just not the same. NHL is not the same as the other three sports. It's just not. I don't know if it's Canadian influence or what. It's just different. So you can't compare. Don't fire you... a coach after three games, which I think is awesome. Yeah. 
Because the it, games in October count the same as they do in April. Yep. You yeah, but except in October, you just had like four months to sit and think about the best thing for your organization, and you came to the conclusion that this was your guy, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Whoops. Nope. Whoops, Daisy. You forgot to fire him. Nope. There's, you get you do the job or you're, or you're out in your ass. There's well, no, there's no, uh, the Flyers situation was a little bit different. They they sort of were in the same situation as the Twins bringing back Ron Gardner that were like, all right, um, we want to give them another chance. And then they lost their first three games, and they said, screw this. We're done with this. I mean, I respect firing coaches more than anybody. I think it's great. It'd be like if the Twins uh, came out at the start of next year and lost their first 20. They're like, well, maybe we're, we were wrong. We need to make a change now rather than wait. Right. Sure, I like it. Um. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think I'm with you though, John. It's just sort of confusing on what the what the plan is. And then I know it makes the most sense to cut the guy who's the the lowest on the depth chart, but um I don't know, I was sort of expecting something some sort of injury report for Ponder to be done for the year or yeah. cutting him. It just doesn't make any sense to have three quarterbacks like that. Why would you keep Christian Ponder around at this point? I, it makes zero sense He's to me. He's done here. He has to be done here. Yeah. You're going to burn through these two quarterbacks and just decide that he's the man again after all of this? I mean, it's over. He's not going to play unless those other two guys get hurt. Or right. really play poorly. And at that point, wouldn't you want to see what that MBT can do? I mean, at that point, that's mm-hmm. like straight up that's absolutely apocalypse true. time. So that's that was yeah. sort of strange to me, too. I mean, there are three, I don't know, there are three below-average quarterbacks. Why would you need three of them? That we kind of all know who they are. Do we know that Josh Freeman is actually a below-average quarterback, though? No. Well, I would have thought I, of him as an average to above-average quarterback. He sure looked well, good well, I, in us last year. I can tell you that. Yeah. He has the highest stealing of the three. I mean, that's that's kind of that is correct. Isn't it? Or indisputable, yeah, isn't that's it? indisputable. And it's it really is low risk. I mean, if he's if he's just you know nothing. It, the one thing Greg Schiano got right is that Josh Freeman isn't an NFL quarterback anymore. You're out three million for the year, and then you're done with it. Yeah. You're it's not our money. So. We love yeah, spending. Then, then you draft a quarterback really high in next year's draft. So, but I'm pretty sure Greg Schiano is not right about anything. No, he's an idiot. He's yeah. a moron. He's genuinely stupid. He's the worst. <laughs> We're gonna blitz on Neil Down. <laughs> I know. Who does that? That was, that was his NFL innovation. You were an adult. You were an adult. Wasn't that like his fourth game, too? Yes. That's like the kind of thing that somebody does in fifth grade football, and you pull them out and you give them a lecture on the sidelines in front of everybody, because yeah. it's your kid. You're the dad. and It's just ridiculous. Uh, that's just ridiculous. It's the great Santini, and that's all there is to it. That's a really obscure reference, and I apologize for that. Would you like to explain well, that, or are we just going to go with the Dennis Miller? No, just, 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 just take my word for it. So, anyway, but yeah, uh, I think with, um, um, oh, I should, uh, I want to, um, side note, a side note. It took my dad 45 minutes to call me with an MBT getting picked up by San Francisco. How he has been pushing for MBT to be the starter since preseason last year. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Howie. Uh, mark my, mark my words. This is going to come back to bite him. So, <laughs> so keep an eye on that. If that is uh, correct, Howie Newman is going to be uh, 
very correct about um, McLeod Bethel Thompson's NFL future. We'll have to monitor the situation every week and get please, an update. Please, please do because uh, he was he was a little upset about it. You know, yeah, well, he, he had the same questions about Josh Freeman that John has. So, what has <laughs> more chance? What has a better chance of happening in Howie's defense? What has a better chance of happening? Josh Freeman leading the Vikings to a Super Bowl someday, or when Vikings get this Super Bowl at their stadium in what, 2018, 2019, then it's McLeod Bethel Thompson under center winning it all for the 49ers. <laughs> what, what's more, what's more likely to happen? I'm going to so vote fucking, for MBT on this one. I'm on yeah, the MBT I think MBT, yeah, they're a good team, they're a good organization. I mean, Kaepernick plays the game enough that where, you know, he might get hurt a lot because he's, you know, running around and all that stuff. The mobile so Kaepernick dies. And it's the Vikings. The second string guy sucks. They don't send anybody else. Cloud Bethel Thompson. Okay. Comes out of nowhere. And Howie Newman is so, so angry. Hugging him. He's the first guy at the end of the whistle. Wig mouse, do you little smart ass? That's what he's going to call. Wig mouse. I heard you on your little podcast. Howie's in the champagne celebration with the 49ers. Yep. Calling out Stu in the interviews. Yep. Nobody, I told you. <laughs> well, like AJ Krasinski and the Common Man back in the day. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. We're live! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I want to play uh, best case and worst case scenario with Freeman. Okay. What is the is the best case scenario right now uh, for uh, a sport of guys is it that he plays really, really well in a promising way, his decision-making is good, he's got good protection, yada, 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 to a point where at the end of the season we're like, okay, we don't need a quarterback anymore, he's the guy, let's use our number whatever pick for, you know, a linebacker or one of the other. Secondary linebacker, lineman, whatever the best one is there, whatever the best players out there. Yeah, or is our best-case scenario that he is also terrible, and uh, Ponder gets to play again, and he's even worse than he was before to make it very, very clear that we can continue to blow for Brett um, in uh, in a bunch of losses for the rest of the year. Like, for the organization, what is the best-case scenario? So basically, you're asking, best case scenario. you're asking Josh Freeman or Brett Hundley. That's the question here. I'm yeah, saying... I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. Yep. I guess yeah. it depends. If you, if you think... Uh, let, let's say, okay, Adrian Peterson has, let's say, this year and then maybe two more years left before Three seasons, I think the downhill right. starts. Okay. In, in all, I mean, if you think you have one more title run left in that, then probably, the, unless you think one of these guys coming out of college is as good as Andrew Luck, then I think you need to have it be Freeman being the answer. And it you need a quarterback. You need a quarter. Yeah, you need a quarterback right now who's going to be good starting now, and if not now, starting immediately next season. Right. And if you think, you, you think best, but Jacksonville's yeah. got him. So Jacksonville, yeah, yeah, absolutely taking Teddy Bridgewater. He's already looking yeah. at real estate. Yeah, he's already yeah number one pick, and he's already gone. Yep. And maybe one of the other guys, maybe that uh, you know Aaron Wilson out of uh, Georgia, maybe he's that good. Aaron maybe what? Maybe Todd Boyd is. Maybe one of those. What, one of those other guys is like the RG3 or the Russell Wilson, somebody who can get you deep into the playoffs right away. 
there's probably one other guy. But they, what, do you think the Vikings are going to be smart enough and lucky enough to get that guy with like the 16th pick? No. Okay. Then you, then yes. For the organization's sake, if you're going to go on a Super Bowl with Adrian Peterson, you need Josh Freeman to be really, really good right away. And that sucks because that's impossible. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that that's the whole thing. That's they have to basically pull off, you know, a miracle here. You can't be bad for two seasons and all of a sudden be great again, right? That doesn't happen. In one good no. year, um, which you know, you never know. One good season could be a lot of you know dropped picks, a lot of miracle catches for touchdowns, whatever. It's one season, and then you're bad for three seasons. I mean, he's just. I, I'm having a hard time understanding how if he's good. How he hasn't played any well, any better. Well, you know? maybe, well, maybe you and Clarence can speak to this. How did he play against his interdivisional rivals, the Carolina Panthers? Our the kitty cats. Kitty cats. I don't know. Not one meow in there. Nobody's gonna meow on that one. I was so happy that happened. I was so happy to get that opening for that. That was our analysis. That is 100% of the analysis of Chad Treeman right there. I think, uh, yeah, case closed. Yeah. It's so facto. (laughs) Ergo. I rest on your face. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just feel like he's, I can see it coming right now where he's going to be just promising enough that he's going to be able to keep himself a starting job, he's going to be able to keep Frazier's job and Spielman's job um, and convince the Vikings for the sixth pick next year to take a shitty white linebacker, and then it's just 7-9 and nine until 2020. Just every single year. Just perpetuity. That's, what, that's, that's my worst-case scenario now. Well, and I think yeah, it's likely. Uh, God, you're probably right. That makes me sad too. Yeah. yeah. This podcast has been very much about sadness so far. Well, um, let's see. Seahawks got Russell Wilson in the second round or the third round? Third round, I think. And <laughs> Niners got Kaepernick in the second or third round. Uh huh. Uh huh. I assume. I assume. I assume that there's a lot of quarterbacks coming out next year. And they Rick say there's a, it's a deep is, class. It's, it's super deep. And the Vikings will have the, a I, They will have second and third round picks. So yeah, I'm just saying that maybe, again, that's, maybe they, maybe they find, maybe they get lucky. Who? Maybe. Who? Who's going to be this lucky person that Rick Spielman? I mean, don't he know. He doesn't know how to pick quarterbacks. Just not, it's hard. I get it. I get that picking a good quarterback is not easy. Otherwise, everybody would do it. But that's why he makes the money. That's what the money's for. Is that figure out what the fuck quarterback you're going to take. And he had the opportunity in Miami, and he picked A.J. fucking Feely, and they ran him out. Future Hall of Famer, A.J. Feely. They said, what the fuck's the matter with you? Why'd you pick this guy? This guy sucks. And they ran Spielman out of town and landed in Minnesota. And he fucking hung around and was... The triangle of authority, and they they uh, finally promoted him to full power. And the very first thing he did, very first thing he did, was pick Christian Ponder, twelfth overall. And and we've wasted three, you know, basically three seasons on this goofball. Three of the and best years gonna, of my life 
are gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't get these three years back. No. Should I send an invoice to Ziggy and say, give me these three years back? Because he'll just laugh at me. Or see yeah, me. turn back the hands of time, motherfucker. So here we are. We're going to give Spielman another chance to pick a franchise quarterback. I don't want him at the steering wheel. I want Here's the thing, Clarence. Anybody. You keep you keep hoping for competency from a guy who's clearly incompetent. What you need to do is start hoping for a miracle, as in a very lucky miracle. So you think about, uh, it doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while, terrible people luck into some really great things. Um, Daniel Snyder, I think we can all agree, is a terrible human being and an awful owner. He got RG3. That's amazing. He doesn't deserve him. Um, Donald Sterling, who I believe just straight up like kills minorities, just just kills them, uh, murdered a bunch of them. I think I'm getting my no. I yeah, we can't look it up. He's he murdered a bunch of minorities and, and then he eats them, which is even worse. And then he eats them. He's a cannibal. He's, he's a fucking a murderer, racist cannibal. Uh, he's got a great team right now. Uh, after you know, he just got lucky. The other trade didn't go through. He gets Chris Paul. Terrible person getting lucky. Look at the uh, fucking Oakland Raiders in some weird supplemental draft, which I've never even heard of, that picked up Terrell Pryor. Everybody fucking laughed at him for like six months. And he seems like he's probably pretty decent. He's already probably played more games in, in his four games than Christian Ponder has played in his entire career. So the new thing needs to be just he's a, he's a dumbass. Let's hope that dumbass gets lucky like some other people have. That's the mantra. So we're hoping we want Rick Spielman to start murdering hobos and count on the inherent unfairness of life to carry him yes. through. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Karma does not work. It doesn't happen. You know what? You say that. Is, you say that, but the Wild has signed Matt Cook, and they haven't won a game since. So wow, clearly karma's is, a thing. That's a good point. Good counterpoint. In basketball, all good you counter. need is to, is to get lucky once, because all you really need is one really good player to carry you pretty far. In football, 45 <laughs> guys. Five. You need to get lucky like a shit ton, and he—he's—it's not—he's not a lucky person. I don't know what he did, karma-wise, but uh, Spielman is not going to happen. So I hope they shit the bed so that he gets fired and they bring in somebody new. But I'm hoping for luck. I'm, that's what I'm falling on. I, I just hope they get lucky with somebody. And if you can't hope for luck as a Minnesota sports fan and get rewarded, then what can you do? <laughs> We're known yeah, as the luckiest it. fans in America. Yeah, you bet. Speaking of the luckiest fans in America, I so see a true. lot of happy Cardinals fans on my TV right now, and I don't like it at all. I'm yeah, not happy bad. about it. No, that's bad. Oh. They're just so competent, those fans, you know? Competent and objective. Sorry, Pirates fans. We'll see you in 2024. <laughs> you know, this narrative of... Uh, this narrative of... Um, uh, not needing a whole lot of salary is kind of falling apart in these playoffs. All the big, all the big teams are winning. Yeah, that, a bit. There, there's a lot of, t- there's been a lot of talk about how, oh, you can, you can win with a small market team. Look at Tampa. Look at Pittsburgh. But if you look at it over a long period, yeah, the teams with the biggest payrolls are in the playoffs the most often. It's just, well, it's, it's, just it's, true. it's not our number one rule that we talk about on this podcast. If you're pointing out the exception, you have lost the argument. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> it happened once. Hey, exactly uh, this, my point, this year two teams made it, and there were some incredibly rich teams. The Dodgers also made it after spending six hundred million on yeah. payroll or whatever yeah. they spent this year. Uh, oh, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Now, 
there's there's something to be said for the Tampa Bay Rays because they seem to draft and develop unbelievably well, which is the opposite of the Twins, who draft poorly and develop even worse. So yeah, right. if you're going to be a small market team, you have to be able to draft and develop, which the Twins are completely unable to do, and apparently have been unable to do since about 1996. So it's, it's a terrible comparison, because it's not like the Twins need to spend less money to be good. It's just a bad comparison. I don't like it. If you said that and you're listening to this podcast, slap yourself in the face right now. Shots fired. Yeah. I don't know who you're wow. subtweeting right now, but I hate them too if they're saying yeah, that. Yeah, I don't I'm not exactly sure who I'm arguing against either. But that straw man is on fire. The Lord killed it. I beat him you to death. I lit it on fire. <laughs> Take that, straw man. Yeah, I mean the more I think about Garden Hire being back, I was I was kind of with you, John, at the beginning, like, ah, who gives a shit? Managers don't mean anything. But he's more than a manager to me, so the more I think about him coming back, the madder I get about it. And now I'm firmly anti, pissed off, upset about it. I don't want him to come back. The, he's part of the decision makers. The point I was trying to make, and I realize he's part of the decision makers, and I probably, in the thing that I wrote for Twinkie Town, I probably did not give him enough of a big role, of res- enough responsibility for not developing players the correct way so that's certainly true but the reason the twins are bad now is not because the front office doesn't spend enough money or anything like that it's because they missed on draft picks one after another for about six straight years every pitcher they drafted ended up terrible like i think the best pitcher they drafted out of all of those years was probably anthony slama who never really made the big leagues and they got him in like the 32nd round not only did Are they, you? not only did their top picks miss, they didn't get in, they didn't get lucky with any of the bottom picks either. It's just you better not be saying shit about my boy Shooter Hunt. Exactly, <laughs> Shooter Hunt is perfect, a perfect example. We heard a lot of good things, nothing happened, and so. What about Alex Wimmers? Alex Wimmers, Shooter Hunt, BJ Garvey, Adam Johnson. Yep. Who's that one guy? Ryan Mills. Yeah. You're a kicking yeah, well, it real old school right now, bro. You're going 15 years ago. Now you're going way I mean, we're just going way back. But the the point remains that they missed on all of these guys. Clarence's guy, Levi Michael. Oh, God, John. I, I emailed you that day yeah. and said... The pick was probably three minutes old before I had an email from Clarence talking about what a terrible pick it was and how terrible Levi Michael was going to be. And, and you laughed. Been, you, you I did not laugh. I agreed. You know, you mocked. I did not mock you. And you've been 100% right. 100%. Levi Michael is... Where is he? Is he still in the team? I think he's playing for the Saints next year. He's 47 years old. He parked my car at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a ten-year minor league veteran after only three yeah. years. Yeah, I don't even think that you can use the Rays as an example anymore because the Twins are not even close to a small market team. No, um, that's another. It's not an excuse at all. I just, it's, it's sad. It's really just sad. Along with everything else that's going on in this town, except the Lynx, which I don't know about you guys, but I haven't watched the Lynx game this year, so. I can't speak intelligently about them except that I can name several of their players. That's about all I can do for us right here. Yeah, I would love if there was one organization in Minnesota, and I understand we're only, there's only four of them, but one of the four to be a team that I was like proud of their, or agreed with their philosophies, you know? Mm-hmm. So even if they don't do well, I go, alright, well, we're trying, it makes sense, it's like rational, what they're, what they're trying to do, and they're actually, they're trying really hard and thinking about it in a smart way. 
I don't even need championships. Like, I would love to be an Oakland A's fan, right? Or the, you know, there's a bunch of teams like that that even if they don't win at all, at least they're smart and they're exciting and enjoyable to watch. Like, that's all I'm, that's all I'm asking for. I don't give a shit about championships, man. Do not care. I just want to be engaged at the end of a season. I just want to say I do and not care like about, pissed off with every fucking thing that they do. That's yeah. the worst thing ever. I think that's I do care about championships, but I do hear what you're saying. I'd like to not be so sad all the time and just running a needle through Careless Whisper every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so sad and taking my hands and making you know doing this saxophone solo with my fingers and. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have shit just not work out. It's another thing to have it, you know, we're just, we're just idiot fans and we know things aren't going to work out when they sign (laughs) these players or make these certain trades. And I swear to God, almost every fucking time, that's what happens. How is this so difficult? We trade uh, fucking Wilson Ramos, and immediately we're like, nope, this was a terrible <laughs> trade. There's no way that works out all right. And fucking the closest uh, we've been to being wrong was about Kevin Correa. I mean, we all basically <laughs> lost our shit about it, right? That's the we were not we've wrong been. about Kevin Correa. And he still well, sucked, right? He just, he he was just made the team the whole... I mean, he didn't get caught. Yeah, like he just didn't get caught. That's the closest we've been to being wrong. He almost approached being an average We're idiot fans. I don't fucking understand how difficult it is once you get into a front office to make those sort of decisions. And it happens time and time again. Oh, we drafted uh, Johnny Flynn. Every fucking person in the state <laughs> said, you should not have done that. You fucking idiots. Draft Steph Curry. Right? Uh, Everybody everywhere said that. Why are we yeah, doing this? this? When they took the... Rubio, it was like, all right, they're going to take Rubio, they're going to take Curry. This is the best thing that ever happened. And then they took the envelope to the podium, and it's Johnny Flynn's name in there. What? <sighs> so, I mean, are there other... Is... I mean, we just, at the top of our head, listed like a half dozen examples of really, really obvious bad trades that we knew almost immediately, terrible idea. Uh, Christian Ponder, same exact thing, right? Are there a lot of other counterexamples that I'm just like pushing out of my head of things that we thought were terrible that were, that actually worked out? Because I don't feel like there are a whole lot. I remember people being mad about the time we traded Bobby Keelty for Shannon Stewart, and that worked out pretty well. Yeah, okay, good, okay. That's actually that was yeah, that's seven years ago now? The only problem was Kelty got off the roids oh. right after he left the organization. Uh, people were angry about drafting, about asking Pryor, because they twins needed oh, yeah, pitching Kelty. at the time, and uh, they picked Maurer instead of Pryor, and everybody thought, you guys should have taken Pryor, starting pitching soon forward. And, uh, in, you know, at first, Pryor was set the world on fire, and it did look kind of bad, because now, obviously, Pryor yeah. is there with Shooter Hunt, you know, I don't know, at some baseball academy in Florida. To be fair, Mark Pryor <laughs> might have been... Reaching on jugs machines. I don't, <laughs> yeah. jugs machines. I don't even know what they're doing right now. Some, you know, mini-putt place. Mark Pryor might have been great if he hadn't run up against Dusty Baker's arm-destroying power. Uh, that could be, too. I don't know. I mean, the closest I can say is I was lukewarm about trading O.J. Mayo for Kevin Love. I was like, oh, I get it, I guess. I don't know. I kind of like O.J. Mayo. That's, that's close as I can get of like, of one of the 
general managers of the fucking professional sports teams, the highest of the, the smartest of the most well-paid, yada, yada, being smarter than me. That's the only time I can really think about it. What the fuck? And that was Kevin McHale. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's one time in like 10 years. Everything else is just plays out. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I'm sure we'll remember a bunch of examples, but they're not really coming to mind, man. I just, it's so fucking frustrating. I mean, and I don't think there are other organizations that are like that, right? I mean, you think about well, the, the Spurs and the Thunder and even like, yeah, the but what about Rockets like the Knicks and, and the Oakland Raiders and all of oh, those other There are a lot, there are bad ones too, I guess. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, we have four teams here. I just want one team to be a well-run organization. That's what I'm asking for. I'm not asking for championships, dynasties, uh, all that sort of bullshit, right? I'm just asking for like a competent organization that you can be like happy that you cheer for. You know what I mean? Well, Brandon, let me, the wild, I think could be there and they're like okay. halfway there. They draft really well. You would love that aspect of them. They, Fletcher has drafted above average. Very well. Okay. Nice. But then there's a, this second part of being a general manager, and that is trades. Yep. And he has shit to bed so bad on trades that it almost wipes out what he's got on drafting. So you would be like, God, I love this guy drafting. <laughs> but then when a trade comes, it's like yeah. if he proposes a trade, you want them just to grab him and, you know, yank him out of the building and take him out to North Dakota somewhere and leave him. Naked yeah. in some field somewhere, and he has to, naked and afraid, he has to try to find his way back within 21 days or, you know, make it a reality show. <laughs> I was going to ask why he had to be naked, but we'll just probably let that one go. Because um, it's naked and afraid. That's TLC. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, Have you ever watched that show? Does it make any sense? Yeah, I've watched it. It's interesting. I don't Some know people drop in like the. Well, no. It's not faces of death. (laughs) (laughs) I think if they're about to die, they come out. Uh, That'd be weird. Pretty much cheap. So is his issue with trades that is he just trying to keep stockpiling guys? He's trying to just do like the buy low, sell high sort of thing? Or is he pulling the old day more where he's like win now and he just mortgages his future? You know that there's all kinds of different bad trades. There's the bad trade, like the Hirsch Walker one, where you pay way too much for one guy. Yep, that, and you know it. Trade. Yep. You know it. Uh, so he's done that kind of trade. Then there's the kind of trade where you do just one-for-one swap, but you identify the absolutely wrong guy on the other team and give away way too good of a guy on your team. So that's another Classic. type of trade. He's done those kind of trades, too, the, you know, the levy. Um, Barker, he's done it all in the bad trades. He is, he really is, runs you know, the gamut, huh? Versatile. Oh, he's a oh yeah, he's you know Liza Minnelli. He can do it all when it comes <laughs> to the bad trades. But it's just he is a multiple threat. I love that you know Liza Minnelli is very versatile. Yeah, um, <laughs> he can do it all. Like Liza Minnelli, for instance. First thing that popped into my head, I don't know. <laughs> uh but then when it comes to drafting, he's really good. So I don't know. So Brandon, that like so it's the closest we have is we have a GM who does half of his job pretty well. Yeah, that's as good as we can go. We have all. Yeah. Well, I think it, I also Ryan think that used to be really really good at trades. He hasn't done it lately, but Terry no. Ryan used to be really good at trades, and the span trade may pan out, Revere may pan out, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, the drafting part has been pretty rough for him. So, 
Maybe Terry Ryan, kind of. Not anymore, man. I'm I'm so sour on the Twins. I mean, say, trying to tell us that $7 million is a big free agent oh. contract, what an embarrassment. I know we've talked about it before, but I just cannot yeah. get over that he said that. I mean, he wasn't in like a... It was. It would be one thing if he was in a classroom of kindergartners talking to them about money, right? Yep. Like, hey, it's, it is a lot of money kind of in the grand scheme of things. Like, he's talking to adults, and we all know that sounds, that's not any money anymore. Yeah. He sounds like my late grandfather, Art, talking about the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He had we had things every day because we could only afford this quick, and we were rich that way. And yeah, I, yeah, I can see him just pulling up, Terry Ryan just pulling up to like a Dairy Queen drive-through and being like, "Blizzards are how much? That's a lot of money." Back and blah blah blah, and just fucking lecturing everybody. Yeah. How much is that coffee? Well, I don't think that's the case. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Because here's oh. the thing about copy print. God, oh, get out of the game, people. man. Get out of the business. <laughs> the McDonald's, like the McDonald's menu changes so bad that they just stare at the menu. McDonald's, like it's the yeah. Jeffers petroglyphs. Like it's just yeah. this thing that's, that's fucking, <laughs> they got cheeseburgers. And they got fucking french fries. There, there, here's your choices. I mean, Three twenty nine for just the sandwich? Nah, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Is it dipped in gold? <laughs> uh, I just feel like get out of it. Just you got to move on, man. If you think that's a lot of money, again, I'm an idiot, and I don't think that that's a lot of money. I'm not paid to do it. And it's getting worse. I mean, it's getting. They're gonna get more. Money. The payrolls are going to go up because of the TV mm-hmm. and internet and all the media money they're getting. Payrolls are not going up, Terry. It's not getting back to the way it was back in Hot 7. The clock's not going backwards, pal. Never has. As far as I know, it's probably never going to. It's going to keep moving forward. Um, Clarence, I want to talk to you a little bit about one of your sort of mini rants. Um, on Twitter, it was about the poll ads. Um, your point of view that they just don't care that much. Um, and I, it's a hard one to say because you don't really know the inner workings, but, you know, you're kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt because if they care, then they're just absolute morons. So I kind of think I'd rather be known for not caring than uh, trying really hard and being stupid. There's no other, I, I, there's no third option. It's hard to articulate because I said inner workings, I'm just, I gotta glean what I get from the media. But when you get things like, uh, you know, the, the garden hire decision, and it was like, the, in the 
they say Jim Wallet says, well, that's kind of, we left that up to Rod, what he wants to do. You know, it, it's, it was more, both more in Rod's court. He wanted to come back. And it was kind of between him and Terry. What we mean was, it's just whatever the fuck, they, if they want to come back, that's great. If they don't, then we'll find somebody else. So, so we're but saying here that. Point, well, my point overall was the Polats, their parents, Jim and Bill's parents, bought the team. Carl and Eloise, because they enjoyed baseball, and they, you know, they wanted to win. That's, they bought the team because they wanted to win a World Series. That's why they went out and got the bullet boys got it inherited to them. So it's kind of like, it's the difference between inheriting a car and buying a car. You take care of the car you bought with your own money a, a lot better than you take care of the car that you inherited, because you didn't work for it. It's not long right. like your your dad's record collection or, or his antique Clean collection. That's great. It's what he was into. It's not what you're into. You got passed down to you. I don't know, and I'm looking for it that they really. Yeah. This is really packed. I'm not seeing it. Maybe I'm missing it. My I, ears are open. I'm willing to be talked out of this. I have two points. Intuitively, I have two sense. points I want to make here. Number one, we're yeah. talking about Carl Polad, who really wants to win, but also tried to get his own team contracted in 2001. That's why. <laughs> Number I two, Eloise, not, <laughs> those guys, don't, don't stop. I want to. I want to interject here. That is why I said Eloise is why because he was the one that they always said was truly behind the team wanting to win. Carl, I fucker stole took farms from people in the depression. I know. I know, I know it's worth a million dollars, but I've got twenty dollars in my hand. <laughs> You want that guy it? cared about money more than <laughs> anything. Over and above anything, he cared about money. That, and that's fine. Yeah. That, that makes the world go around. It takes all kinds. It was fine. But it, it was always said by everybody that Eloise was the one that really cared about the twins. That's why in my tweet I didn't say Carl. I said Eloise. All right. Second point. If So are we saying that if the twins, if Jim and Bill Polad cared more, they would invent a time machine and go back and fix the Twins' terrible drafting over the past few years? How is the Twins' owners caring more going to fix anything? No, that's not my... They point. would maybe fire it. people who are ineffective quicker. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The, do you think that they care as much as their parents did? Yes. That's the only I point do. I was making. Equally. Okay, that's fine. You can think that. I don't, I I don't, don't see it. I don't have any evidence that they don't care about winning. It's not... I. We don't have any evidence of anything we talk about here. <laughs> I, no, I can't see a reason of accusing Jim Polad of not caring about winning. He, he wants to make the next fucking uh, Citizen Kane starring that gal from Juno or something. That's what him <laughs> and his brother care about making movies. That's their passion. Their, their passion projects are some goofy documentary. Are they or, making you know, a remake so, of Citizen Kane with Ellen Page? Is I that actually happening? It. I just invented it. You heard it here first, this. folks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I just, I was curious how much of that was actually based in fact, because that's kind of fascinating if they're trying <laughs> I to do that. completely invented that. My point is, they have completely different, as everybody does, they have different things they care about than their parents did. And can well, you think have about, a, yeah. Maybe you could be successful with an owner that just really doesn't care much about baseball. Maybe you can't. I don't, fuck, I don't know. My point was, I don't see it. Don't tell me what I'm missing. I'm not saying you can't win with a owner that doesn't care. I'm not saying they don't care at all. I'm, my point was, I don't see that they care as much as their parents do. Because they got an inherent to it. It's, again, it's an intuitive thing that Brandon was saying. Just now, intuitively, it makes sense that you wouldn't care about something you inherited. 
it's it, well, what if, it'd be what one if thing. It'd be one thing. It'd, it'd be one thing if the poll ads had come out and said, if we had some evidence that the poll ads were behind the decisions to cut the payroll and that they were the ones that said, why Terry, would it never come out? Terry, why would they ever admit that? Shot? I'm just saying, we don't, crazy. we don't know that. They're not every stupid. time, every time somebody asks them, they say, yeah, the money's there. We can sign guys. The money's there. Don't worry about it. And they're not. Wait the a minute. Ones, then, who, then why are they not signing people? I don't know. Terry, You'd have to ask Terry no, Ryan about that. Now, if we say, if we say Terry that. Terry Ryan is the one that's not spending his, they said some money back would be, <laughs> why aren't you going into his office and saying, what the hell's going on? Yeah, Terry no way. That's a poll ad thing. It's gotta be. We can't, we can't give away our money. That's what Terry keeps saying. Sometimes sure you can. Just, no, it's because you're not willing to give guys the market is asking for. And that's, that's fine. But that's an old way of looking at things. I guess. Agree on that, you know? I, 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 I just don't think that the poll ads not being interested in how the twins do is among the twins top 100 problems. Most of which are pitchers languishing in the minors, unable to make it to the majors. Because they didn't fire their scouting director, who's been ineffective for years, because nobody now, gave a shit. They've been hiring with him from the same scouting department since like '69. Yeah, but isn't that a Terry <laughs> Ryan thing? Well, whatever it is. Well, who's hiring Terry Ryan? Somebody needs to fire him. That's that's the point. Now. I think we can maybe accuse the poll as of being bad judges of general manager talent, but I don't think that means that they don't care. But if you were obsessed with the twins, like you cared more than anybody in the world, right? Uh, I don't think that you'd be able to come up with an argument that would keep Terry Ryan around. Like if you really, really were into it all day, every day, you'd be like, no, man, I'm sorry. This, I, all I care about is this team winning. You've done poorly. Uh, you've kept a manager around too long. You guys got to go. I want to win. I'm obsessed with fucking winning. I'm going to do whatever I can. Um, yeah, seems, I would say that they're gone. It seems to be seems to be much more likely that the poll ads are loyal, not apathetic. Okay, well, I think those two go hand in hand. If you're obsessed with winning, you need to be loyal to your team, not to people. I don't think Mark Cuban is loyal to... A uh, general manager or a coach that doesn't do well. You yeah. don't do well, you're out of here. But every for every Mark Cuban that everybody loves, there's three Jerry Jones that are just crazy. Just because there are worse owners than the Polas does you not might make want a Mark Cuban, owners. but it's much more likely that you're going to get a Jerry Jones out of having this hands-on, in-everything owner. Jerry I'm not Jones saying it crazy, couldn't be worse. I'm just Cowboys saying it could be terrible. a hell of a lot better. And Jerry, nobody's accusing Jerry Jones of not caring enough, and the Cowboys are still terrible. So I don't see how... The poll ads caring more and firing everybody every three minutes, like George Steinbrenner in the seventies, are going to is is it's just not going to help it. Wait, wait, nobody's so voting for George Steinbrenner. Nobody is suggesting we want George Steinbrenner around. Well, did the Yankees win championships under Steinbrenner before the payroll went crazy? Did they win? Uh, they yes. were good. They were really yeah, good. I mean, they had their bad years, but they also I, won. I understand. Jerry Jones win a championship. I understand the no. desire to want Terry yeah. Ryan and Ron Maybe. Gardenhire and whoever it was that signed Siyoshi Nishioka punished, because I want all, <laughs> all of them punished, too. I understand yeah. where that emotion is coming from, but I don't think, I just don't think that it's because the poll ads don't care enough. I don't think that's the only example, but I'm pretty sure if something's struggling, you have to go to the top of the organization, and that that is always, always, always the culprit. It's all about people, man. It's Fish you know, that's just the way it is. Down, John. <laughs> and now we are arguing. Think about it. 
Anyway. Okay, fine. It's a theory that you can't prove, and it's not just going to be a theory, but these dudes did inherit a business of something that we don't have any idea, like, how passionate they were beforehand, right? So imagine you, John, you are the owner of the Twins, and you inherit an, a, a side business, which is making movies, like independent movies or whatever. You're honestly going to tell me that now that you inherited that thing, you're going to be passionate about movies? It's like the opposite for these guys. Yeah, but it would be equally valid to say we are mad at the poll ads because they're making all their decisions by painting hobos different colors and having them race around the warning track at Target Field. We have an equal amount of evidence that that is true than that they are not passionate enough about the Twins. Okay, my evidence is uh, Terry Ryan's still employed, Ron Gardenhire is still employed, their entire scouting yeah, department is still employed. Yeah, the blue hobo wins the race who, every year. Every year the that blue homeless man, all these the one they paint blue that represents everybody keeping their job, wins the race to home plate like it's the sausage race. We have the same amount of evidence that that's true as the poll ads don't care enough. No, 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 I have evidence that Terry Ryan still has his job because he still has his job. He's yeah, bad at it that's and he true. shouldn't be there anymore. I agree. Because the blue painted homeless man won the race. <laughs> I'm so confused about the blue <laughs> homeless man. You see what I mean? It's a really important point that Terry Ryan's still employed. He makes all the decisions. I know. And this whole thing of the poll ad saying, no, no, we can spend money if we want to. We can open up the first strings. But you well, guys that, are, you guys that are that making the assumption that the reason that Terry Ryan still has his job is that the poll ads don't care. And that makes no sense to me. I would like to think that any reasonably smart person who's paying a ton of attention would realize he's not very good at his job anymore and needs to move on. So again, the alternative, if if they don't care, is that they are obsessed with it and they're very stupid, right? So there's one of those two <laughs> Which things. Which seems or a much more likely to me. So you're you're on team stupid. And I'm, I'm on team. Stupid. team uh, you're on apathetic. team apathetic. I'm on team <laughs> yeah. stupid. Yeah, I mean I'm not a hundred percent. I mean I also I mean. I'll, I'll, to be fair, they're also probably pretty stupid. Which is <laughs> but, which is more likely? The family scion well, runs the business into the ground because he's a moron, or the family scion runs the business into the ground because say, he's apathetic? We have a lot more evidence that the people that are the kids of billionaires stupid. That's yep. we have a ton of evidence of that. That that is true. But, <laughs> but we, don't you think lack? Don't you think lack of evidence in any scenario of their emotion? Is a point in our favor, John, and not yours? No, I'm saying it's equally likely that Team Stupid is right, that, that, in that Team Apathetic is right. Just from what I'm seeing, I'm, I mean, I don't live there anymore, so I don't know, but the whole, every quote you hear from them, and they're not really around that often, I just think that those. <laughs> Ooh, look at me! <laughs> I live in a giant wing shaped building in Dallas! <laughs> How are y'all doing? <laughs> look at these uh, birds! <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I've upgraded cities, is what I was trying to say. So, anyway, um. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I, you know, I don't, I'm not around for the quotes and all that or whatever. But I just feel like you don't see them as being visible. That is a point in theor- the theory of apathetic uh, team, right? That you just don't. I don't get a lot of passion from those owners, like these other, again, terrible owners, but very passionate owners. No one's questioning the commitment of uh, the jackass Jerry Jones and the jackass Steinbrenner and a bunch of other jackasses. Again, we're not talking about how effective they were. We're talking about like. It'd be good if we knew for sure that the owners gave a shit. Um, and then it would also, after that, be good to know that they're smart and know who to keep around and who not to keep around. Like, uh, besides all the other people we've already shit on, like the entire medical staff of the Twins, 
Like just the training, just just get rid of all of them. We haven't had time to crap on the Twins medical staff lately. How sad is that? That should be who we're number yeah. one shitting on. We constantly. should make that a point in every podcast to remind everyone that the Twins that the Twins medical staff is terrible and their Japanese scouting department is terrible. <laughs> every time things get contentious, let's just remind ourselves yeah. we all agree that the Japanese scouting <laughs> department is the worst of all time. Can you imagine? You know how we, we continuously make fun of you about Andrew Albers, but can you imagine sitting in a twin scouting meeting with whoever was that thought, you know, Siyoshi Nishioka, he's a good guy to sign, that whenever that guy speaks up and is like, you know, I think this guy's got it. We need to target this guy. Everyone else in the meeting is like, yeah, you thought Siyoshi Nishioka was a good yeah. idea. Every single You're time done. he talked to the pasta, Nishioka, <laughs> the fake off of the... <laughs> Son of a bitch, he just put his head down. And everybody would laugh just like that. And He'd be out of there within a couple weeks. Like, God, this Clarence exactly. won't stop busting my chops. God, he is yanking my tits so hard. Uh, got to ice these things down at night. <laughs> All right. Let's, I, I do want to mention the Wolves, who managed to lose to a team of Russian farmers earlier this week. Oh, uh, I'd God. say things are going pretty well at the Target Center already. Chase Buttinger. Oh, Brandon, it, I'm so sorry. They lost to Moscow. <laughs> man. God, it's hard. It's so difficult to be a Wolves fan. We just got through ranting about the the Vikings and the Twins, two terrible organizations, and where there is no upswing coming. There is no... Oh, we got through the Wild as well. Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah, things are not looking good. Um, So I think... Okay, so losing to the Russians is bad. I don't really know exactly what that means because I know minutes were a little bit out of whack. Um, that's not like <laughs> which the- is no excuse for losing to CSK in Moscow <laughs> in overtime. I, th- I turned to FS North and I thought I was watching Borat. You know, <laughs> the beginning part we're just still over in Eastern Europe. Yeah. They all had giant mustaches. Three of their players were wearing hiking boots instead of basketball <laughs> <Yeah>. shoes. <laughs> Oh, no. No, it's Wolves game. Their small forward was a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Timberwolves lost. Oh, Just eating stale lost. bread at halftime. <laughs> so, oh, what I want from you right now, gut feeling, Brandon, is over-under for Wolves wins this year. Because um, I'm going to end up taking the under no matter what you say, I think. Uh, I'm mad pessimistic right now. My gut feeling is 43. 43 and 39, I thought, was a fairly safe bet. Um, just getting, I mean, it's sort of a superstar-heavy league. You need more than that, um, pretty obviously. Um, but uh, Love, Rubio, Peck, and a bunch of decent supporting cast, um, along with you know a bunch of teams in the West, like the Mavs um, getting worse, uh, Utah's probably getting worse. Um, well, who knows? But anyway, there's a lot of teams that also are going to be pretty bad. I thought that was a fairly safe bet. Um, but I think usually the first place you should look for um, how many wins you think a team's going to get for the season is is the Vegas line. I mean, they're they're right way more often than they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and they right now have the Wolves at uh, 38.5, last I saw. That's really, really bad. I mean, I uh, pulled it up expecting to see anywhere from... 40 to 42 and a half, depending on how people were thinking. Um, so yeah, that's, people are really, really, really down on the wolves. Um, and I think, you know, it's surprising because I don't really know exactly what made them that pessimistic. They were, um, over under last year, I think was about 40. 
So thinking they're worse now is pretty strange. Um, just knowing that Rubio's back and is going to be better and yada, yada, yada. Well, um, but the rebuttal is everybody's going to get hurt. They can't play defense. They lost their one good defender. Um, uh, Kevin Martin he, is going to have to shoot the lights out to be worth the terrible, the amount of terrible it is on the defensive end. They've lost Buttinger. They've yeah. got no help in the draft. Derek Williams is on the Michael Beasley path to success. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad got kicked out of something after 16 hours of being there. So that's, you know, a good sign it's for like, the rest dude, of the season. You have 364 days a year to <laughs> fuck women wherever you want. Just fuck them, just two, three a day. We're asking for one goddamn rookie symposium. All we're saying, until tomorrow, don't fuck any chicks. And he immediately go back, goes back to his hotel room and gets cow with the girl. Like, I get, I get it in a way. I'm a dude. I was that age. If I would have been able to get more than, like, the one and a half sexual partners I had in my life, I would have. I would have done it. Would have said yes to a lot of girls. This is the uh, segment of the podcast titled, Brandon's Wife Doesn't Listen to This Podcast. Also the part where we talk about his time with Billy Barty. Especially not. <laughs> I told Danielle I had, like, 25 to impress her. So, um, um, but, like, just take a day off, buddy. Take a day off. Save up some of that sperm for tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's not a good sign, the start of the uh, the old Shabazz Muhammad phase for the Wolves. Um, so, the Vegas over under 38 and a half, you're taking me over. Um, well, no, you said gut. That's just okay. my gut feeling. I'm not touching that line because, like you said, there's so many variables with the uh, with the team this year. I don't think that the injury thing is fair because that's just, you know, basketball is the least uh, injury-heavy uh, sport that Unless it's the Timberwolves, in which case so everyone gets injured. Yeah, but that, was, that only happened one year. Like, in just one year. Like, the year before they were fine, the year before Kevin Garnett never got injured, and when they were good back in the day, like, there was no injuries to think about. Like so when I'm Sam, too worried about that. Like when Sam Cassell's body fell apart when they lost the Western Conference, Conference Finals. Was that Cassell? Yep. Mm-hmm. He was grabbing his nuts too hard the rest of the playoffs. He playoff couldn't even series. run by the Every end of that season. Damn layup he, uh, he hit. Um, but, you know, that's not that big of a deal. Um, what we should, if we're really going to be concerned about something, it's uh, A, the defense, like you mentioned. It's just going to be fucking brutal. And I think it's fun to, like, People always talk about, like, well, that's all right. We'll have a bunch of high-scoring games. They'll be entertaining as hell, yada, yada, yada. That's only true if you don't care about the teams that you're watching, right? Like, if it's Christmas Day and the Lakers are playing the fucking Kings or whatever, and it's 140 to 137, yep. like, that's super fun because we just get to watch baskets being made. But when you have one of those teams you're rooting for, it's really fucking frustrating to see these open shots constantly and guys not covering other guys and uh, the old Johnny Flynn... Every time there's a pick and roll, just back up and let both yeah. of them shoot it if they feel like it. Like some of that shit. Like that's not entertaining. That's not fun for anybody. So we need to be worried about that, number one. And number two, just in general, okay, I'm not going to get into it again, but the amount of contract dollars we have wrapped up into fucking Kevin Martin and Corey Brewer and Chase Buttinger is just really, really, really terrible. Bad, too much, yada, yada, yada. So that's the things that we need to complain about if you want to complain. So, team optimism. So team optimism, we we just had a pause there, but Stu just predicted the Timberwolves would win 42 games. So that's something. 
Um, Clarence doesn't know how many basketball games are in an NBA season, so I'm not sure there's any point in. I, isn't it the same as hockey? Uh, yes. 82, right? Yes. That's how yep. I know. Okay, there's 82 games. I, I'm very on record as saying the Wolves will start the season 39 and 6. <laughs> and Pretty then, decent. Yeah, very well. They'll be, uh, you know, Cinderella Formidable. story. ESPN leading story every night. Uh, huge, big story. David Stern will step in. Uh, he will um, invoke, as I've said, Article 2 of uh, I know it well. in, in, in the Constitution, his uh, presidential powers, and uh, he, will re- he will trade Kevin Love to L.A. because David Stern hates the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. And uh, they will probably not win another game in this decade. <laughs> Ever. Ever. And uh, because David Stern hates the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep. And, and any will. team that cannot see ocean from the front steps of its arena. Yeah. Not a view like that uh, sweet old view from San Antonio. They are the they can see exception. The they are the exception, Brandon. We already talked about that rule. And that sweet old view from Chicago. What about your Denver Nuggets, Clarence? My Nugs? They, yep. Well, they're the little engine that could. They're trying to fight Stern, the evil Stern. And my Nugs. <laughs> <laughs> throwing haymakers at Stern. Fuck you, buddy. Yeah, they're, they're the Cinderella story. They're going to be terrible this year. They're going to be one no, of the No, they're not. You don't know that. You don't know that, Peyton. Ty Lawson and, and old... Uh, Jabbar McGaffrey? You think Jabbar McGaffrey is going to take this team to the to the promised land? The elephant? <laughs> <laughs> That's Bubba. Oh, Jasper McGahee? Oh, oh, I don't know who any of those people are. Brandon. Are we talking about Javale McGee, McGee here? McGee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Lavelle McGee? Yeah. The third. <laughs> Esquire. Okay. I really love your uh, your conspiracy theories. They're great. Yep. So um, so then they so they're going to end up with thirty nine wins. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Thirty nine and whatever that is minus eighty two. I think uh, that'd be forty three. Forty three. There you go. Yep. And they're going to end on a uh, thirty seven game losing streak. Yes. Yep. A, a stern mandated thirty seven. Stern games. mandated thirty seven. Yep, they're going to forfeit fifteen well, of those games. That happens every year. I don't know why I would be surprised about it. Yep. John? I See, here's the problem for me. You guys know that as soon as the Timberwolves play one decent game and I read one somewhat optimistic article somewhere, I will immediately pick the Timberwolves to win 62 games this year. You could say your clock by it. It's yeah. amazing. I'm Every year I'm pessimistic right up until one moment where I decide that the Timberwolves are going to win the NBA championship. So... I'm just going to go ahead and say that Stu's on Team Brandon and Brandon on Team Brandon and I'm on Team Stupid. My team is named Team Stupid when it comes to Wolves predictions. Wow, you're on Team Stupid for a couple reasons today. Yeah. That's great. Okay, oh, hey, at least you're consistent. I'm staying on Team Stupid That's good quality. Anyway. I have no idea. I, I want the Timberwolves to do so well and yet believe so strongly that they won't be very good because nothing good ever happens in our lives. So They beat a professional basketball team tonight. Did they actually win tonight? Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> Did that other team have any farmers or goats on their roster? Or? Well, they, they not enough, apparently. They should have needed more. Did they get really, they're playing a Canadian team now? Better Rock than a Canadian team, worse than a Russian team. That's where the Timberwolves are right now. So... Yeah, they beat Toronto today. So if we beat That's the Finns, if we beat the Finns on Sunday, do we win the gold medal? Well, yeah. My wife, my my wife. <laughs> That's Borat impersonation. Thanks yeah. for telling us, yeah. guys. That's a That's Borat. That was Borat, yeah. guys. I thought Borat. I, I thought Sasha Baron Cohen was on the podcast for a second. <laughs> I was looking around. Thank God. <laughs> you want me to do it again? I, I hear. I want you to do it for the rest of the podcast, if possible. My wife. There, I did it again. Oh, wow. That's... It's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ben. Bang, bang, my bang. wife. <laughs> the best part about Stu on these podcasts when he's on the phone is he can just stay quiet for a half hour at a time and then come out with something like that. Very naked. Didn't we, didn't we do that It's Ben uh, bit? The same exact, like, time that a very popular comedy Bang Bang podcast was doing the exact same bit, Stu? Do I remember yes, that right? Yes, we did. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> like, the day after. Yeah. How did that happen? That's unbelievable. So if they start doing Borat imitations this week, is there going to be a possibility that we control them somehow? No, Which they bit? do that one already. Oh. Yeah. But if they start, if they, oh, if they get into a really long discussion about how much the poll ads actually care about the uh, <laughs> twins, then we'll know. These fuckers are listening to our podcast. Well, isn't I that something? I, fell, I, I honestly fell asleep during that. It was pretty, I had a nice little nap. It was, it was nice. We have the ability to pull out the most boring, weird argument of, out of Minnesota sports. I gotta say that Stu is definitely the most valuable player of this podcast lately. <laughs> Managed yeah, to why? managed to leave he's, the podcasting equipment at Rand's house, and now he's the least worst tonight. Yep. And that's that's and now he's falling lot. asleep while we podcast. And, I, and I'm I'm, I'm drinking the beer that I'm drinking the beer that I grabbed from Rand's house instead of grabbing the podcast equipment <laughs> at one in the morning. <laughs> I got something. I, I grabbed a case. I I had a case of beer off of the, his porch, or the podcast equipment, and I figured. Well, I guess I really didn't figure because I was loaded at the time. I just figured, oh, I'll just grab a case of beer. It's Sunday. I can't go to the liquor store. So, how did that? How did that event end up being, Stu? I think you were the only one of us that made it, if I'm correct. It was. It was very uh, fun, from what I remember. It was a good time. I could tell there it was, was a... fun because nobody was tweeting during it. You can usually tell it. <laughs> exactly. It's a pretty good sign if nobody's actually on their phones. Yeah, it was. We had a campfire going, and um, it was just you know it was a good time and. My wife drove, so I didn't have to, which really kind of played into great. the whole thing. Yeah, I, I really do like that when that happens. So I'll have and friends I, occasionally write while they're out and about during the night and try to prove how much fun they're having. And it's like, nope, you're not having any fun. <laughs> I know because you're yeah. on your phone. If um, local sports personality Dana Wessel brought a bottle of Mangria, <laughs> which is like a... Uh, a liquor that Adam Carolla is producing. Oh, it's and a real thing? I thought that was like he threw into a bottle. Yeah, that's where I, I thought mean, that it, was it's, going it's, to. It's like a, it's a really uh, heavy wine. It's like, a, I think it's a 20% alcohol by volume thing. And it tastes like, I, I don't even, it, it's like a red wine, but with like the date rape drug in it or something. <laughs> all right, all right. Some listening. <laughs> yeah, well, so Adam Carolla yeah, is I, selling yeah. bathtub wine, is what we just learned. 
I saw your. I can hear you writing it down there, Brandon. That's weird. I but did. Yeah, it, was, uh, it, it, it was not good. And we were passing the bottle around because I threw the cork in the bushes because I didn't <laughs> want anyone to I didn't want it to be kept for a later occasion. And then, <laughs> and then people, people just... People quit drinking it, and then Rand just poured it on the fire. <laughs> it, was, it was a good fire after that, but uh, that bad of a that bad of potatoes, huh? I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody looking to. Well, I mean, if you, if, if it's come to that for you personally, then yeah, take take that uh, path, I guess. But I, I can't tell you how to end your life. But so it's, it's really only bad. slightly better than Manthrax. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, it was bad, but the rest of the party was really good. It was a good time, and um, we—I—I I was told that I was very entertaining. So that's, I guess, <laughs> that's what else was after. Yeah. Nice. kind of concerning. Yeah, it was. Well, I'd like to thank yeah, you, by. Well, that's, that's what I was told. So. <laughs> You're very entertaining, but not on this podcast tonight. We couldn't get we—you couldn't get a word in edgewise tonight, unfortunately. We're really going to our we're really going to our star oh, players whatever. on this podcast. Really setting people up for stuff. And yeah, yeah, that's whatever. the end of the podcast. Um, one more thing I want to mention, which is Gopher football, and I want to see if anybody has anything to say about Gopher football except, oh, nope, <laughs> crickets. Yeah, I don't think I know enough to say anything. Okay, there's no. Yeah, I don't. I don't Clarence actually has his head in his hands right now. We just keep getting worse. I keep forgetting about sport. You know, I keep thinking it can't get worse. You bring up we talked about all, all the bad shit. Oh, I can't get worse, and I forget about. I haven't even talked about, about go for football. Go for no, football. we forgot to talk about the guy who might die soon on the sidelines. Oh. I forgot that guy. What a uh, no-win situation. I mean, literally a no-win situation for anybody. For, Nobody no can way come out of for this anybody. looking good. No, Kaler. Teague, kill everybody is just this is Martha not going to end well. <laughs> Martha Holler, especially the four, the four heads of the yeah, university, the big four, <laughs> the God, big four be... as we call them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if in their press conference they call a big press conference and everyone thinks they're going to fire kill, and they're firing John Martha Holler? <laughs> what? 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 Why? Why? Come on! <laughs> just the total scapegoat <laughs> for everything. <laughs> He's the guy who hired Brewster. <laughs> we tried to protect him. Uh, Phil he likes him too, Theodore, weirdly enough. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Christensen's make... like whispering, what? Who the fuck is John? John The guy who does the soccer rant, buddy? Hey, it's real. What the fuck? Oh, God. You know he leads with it on the 4 o'clock news, got a file photo of John in a <laughs> cricket match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're shit-canned. Yep. Uh, that would make exactly as much sense as the Wild sending Jason Zucker down to try to improve their fortune. Both the same. Um, let's say, I want to play best-case scenario again with the Gophers, realistic best-case scenario. Is it just that he doesn't have any more of these? Is that honestly what we're like hoping happens? Well, we're hoping just... that he finds the medic, the correct combination of medication to get his epilepsy under control. That's okay. what you hope for for every epilepsy patient, I think. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, well, that's the very but first. But there's Struis in. Di- 
They're yeah. stress-induced, right? Is that is that not true? I think that's sort of the key to every, all of this, it is, is whether or not they are. Because if they're not, then it's like, this job has no bearing on his health, and he should be able to do what he wants to do, and he's happy and whatever. Well, but it's ask- like, I don't want you to, like, die because of, you know what I mean? Like, this is a very serious sort of thing, so... Well, that's, that's just it. No matter what happens, you almost want someone to step in and just say to the guy, "God, you know, I hope you. Do. I don't want you to die. This isn't important enough for you to die over. So maybe just take a break or something." I, I, at the end of the day, my question for his sake, for the for his sake, I couldn't yeah, give a shit the, about the program. Like I said, who cares about football? Set that all aside. Just for his sake, I want the guy to die. Could maybe just step down because this is not good for you. The, you can't figure this out right now. Until you figure this out, you got to just step aside let Tracy Clays take over or somebody else take over, but this is not good. At the end of the day, though, my question is, if you set all the seizures aside, all the epilepsy aside, set it aside, they're unlikely to win another Big Ten game this year. Yeah. They're going to be underdogs probably in every game from here on out. Yep. Jesus, maybe, no kidding. Maybe not against Penn State at home, but that might be the maybe. only one. Maybe. Penn State is only uh, two-point underdogs to Michigan this weekend. Are they? Michigan was the 20-point favorite over us. So my point is, regardless of his health condition, he may be fireable just based on the fact that he hasn't improved on Brewster, which is is remarkable. He's been given three years, and he's actually done, he'll have a worse Big Ten record than Brewster will have had over that span. That's that's almost impossible to do, to be worse yeah. than Rooster. And I'm a kill guy. I mean, I'm on record as liking the guy, and I always wanted him to do well, but is this team going forward? I, I don't see it. Tell me what I'm missing. Um, what's the – What's the? I haven't paid a whole lot of attention. What's their issues right now? Is it just all around just bad at the mm-hmm. sport of football? Yeah, they, they can't throw, and they can't play defense. Yeah. And they're not particularly good at running the ball either. <laughs> and all the rest of it, they're below average. Yeah. yeah. Their punting game, not great. Their kicker misses a lot of extra points. You're not good at anything. That's a good point. Weather seems uh, like it's been nice. The only reason why you keep him around is because you give, if if you come from the school that says you give any coach four years. Okay. That's the only reason right now, because he's doing worse than the previous regime. The only reason is you would say, the cupboard was so bare when Brewster left that you have to give him four years to rebuild. That's the only yeah. reason. Otherwise, he's offered no reason to be kept after this season. Huh. So yeah, you that's can. Tough. That's my point. Is you can set his health completely aside and just say, "I'm sorry, Mister Kilbert, you're you haven't got the job done. It's not about your health. It's that you're you've won what four Big Ten games in in three years. It's just not enough." Yeah. So well, these next, what are there? Are there four conference games left? There are six conference games left. Six left. Okay. So these are really damn important. What if he goes three and three? Is that good? Well, that would be excellent. everything I just said is is yeah, moot, and he's he's going to have Yeah, great. That'd be Jesus, incredible. Three and three. Keep him around. Absolutely. Three and three might get him a raise. Okay. So then we're done. We're done being set scared for his health. At that point, like well, that's weird. Well, no, I, three and three would cure his epilepsy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's in Psalms. Yeah, <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> uh, 
But if they that's go, why I'm the, that's six, why I'm the MVP, right? Sean? Yep, okay. that's absolutely true. <laughs> okay. If they go zero and six and they miss a bowl game, oh lord! If they were four and zero, and oh. so if he was, if he was amazing, if he was Nick Saban who was having seizures, we wouldn't be having this discussion about whether he should step down or not. Because I feel like we probably still should. It's no, scary. I think, I think we absolutely right. would. I think the kill seizure talk is completely separate from the. How good is how how good are the Gophers at playing football? I'm okay. trying to take the seizure talk completely out of it because I just don't think it's fair to him. Yeah. He can't do it. I mean, he, it's just not fair. He can't do anything about it. So I'm trying to look at it objectively, just from sports are a results based endeavor. And right, and he's an adult. If he not, wants to, if he wants to keep coaching, and that's exa- that's exactly it. He is an adult. He's an adult man. He can do what he wants. I hope somebody, for his sake, steps in and says. Jerry, can we talk you out and keep going forward? Because this, this is not We're good for your health. Yeah. yeah, but as yeah. long as I mean, he's an adult. If he keeps making the decision to keep coaching, okay, then I have to look at it objectively. And is he getting the job done? So right now, the only consideration with the seizures is time missed, right? That's what the pundits are saying: is you can't be an effective coach by missing, you know, half of one game and all of another. I guess. The other thing That's I will say is that they've done a better job of educating people about epilepsy and educating people about Kill's particular case than they did in the past. When he had his first one, nobody had any idea. And then, you know, oh, man, when he had his first, like when he had his first seizure, it was just like the entire stadium was almost in tears because it was so frightening. And now, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's still very concerned for him, but they've done a much better job of educating everyone on saying, all right, it's not just a seizure, you know, some nebulous seizure disorder that we don't know. He has epilepsy. This is what happens when you have epilepsy. He has yep, a seizure. They take him off. Yeah. He wakes up not remembering anything about it, feeling like he got hit by a car, and he moves on with his life. And so it's less so, frightening from that standpoint. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. At the end of the day, what I hope happens is that he turns the ship around and this program becomes successful and he's here for years and he gets healthy and everything's great. Go for football's great. Gil is healthy. That's great. That's what I hope happens. Go, go first. If, that, if that's not going to happen and he gets fired, I hope he doesn't get fired because of his health. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't. I hope he gets fired. Make him step it's terrible down. to say. I hope he gets fired because he didn't get the job done, that he just lost too much. And it has nothing to do with this disability that he can't do anything about. You know, I that hope that's why we all get fired. Everybody well, in America. That's, it makes me feel miserable. That's the job he, you do. If he, if he got fired for something, he can't help. That's that would make me feel a little bit. So yeah, totally. It. What are the of the next six games? You think they're likely to go one and five, zero oh and six? That's what they're we're thinking. Likely right to go zero oh and six. That's why I say I think they'll be. They will not be favored in another game. I don't know. Over under is like point seven five right now. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's another depressing one. Do we? Clarence, do we want to talk a little bit about Gopher Hockey? They might be the least depressing team. Yeah, well, I like Gopher Hockey. I love them. Do we want to do that tonight, or what do you... I don't know. Hour and 40 <laughs> Should we wait for the start of the Big Ten season in, on February 1st, or whenever the Big Ten conference season starts this year? We could probably do that. I know people are hoping... Yeah. Uh, yeah. we gotta, we got to talk baseball next time, too, so let's get back together soon and, and uh, finish out some of our sports. We got rid of all the bad shit tonight. <laughs> no, we didn't. It's cleansing. Yeah, <laughs> if there's was, anything true about this podcast, we did not get rid of any bad things. We will talk well, about the same things next week. This and is every an enema. Week until the end it of time. A, it, 
In every way, sense of the word, it was an enema. <laughs> At least we have all great impressions. Yeah, all the shit out. Maybe yes. we should end with some sports fist sound effects again, just to make everybody happy at the end of the podcast. Sports fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Ten forty party chicken. God, we're good. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. It's good to be back. Glad we had another one of these podcasts. Uh, we'll see you later. Love you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Love you. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Hey, always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the bright side of life. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your scene. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance and the